This is the Sea to Sky podcast with Marcus and Alan, weaving through the issues in Sea to Sky country. Welcome to another edition of the Sea to Sky podcast. My name is Marcus and I'm here with Alan. And uh, we've been discussing a lot about Squamish and how Squamish has evolved. We've talked about the housing crisis here. We've talked about craft beer, lots of things. But, you know, one thing that's always been, I think we've been missing and we want to try and nail down is basically what is the identity of Squamish. So much change has happened over, what, the last 10, 20 years that, you know, what, what is Squamish today that it was from back then? So I have uh, Scott McQuay joining us today. And uh, Scott, you have, your, your accolades are like long and deep. You've been here since, how long now? Um, I moved to Squamish in 2002. That's I was right. in Whistler before that for about uh, eight years before that. And you were involved with the BIA? I was involved with the BIA, in Squamish. And then where else? Like everything. I like, yeah. Long <laughs> list. He's like, this, this man has been entrenched in the community for so many years. A big time realtor in town. He's also won the Realtor of the Year this time around with yeah, the that was uh, nice. Chamber Thank of Commerce. You. Right? And we got Megan. Megan Zubalek, who's uh, also a longtime resident, or like me, was kind of here for many, many years, dropped out for many years, and returned like myself. You know, we both lived abroad and came back into Squamish, what it's become today. You also have a couple of Facebook pages, uh, moved to Squamish, and then what was the other one? It's basically new new locals, right? New Squamish locals. New Squamish locals, yeah. It's a Facebook group. So we have longtime residents, uh, people who have seen the change, and people who kind of understand what identity is. Uh, and then there's Alan. Alan is always Alan. Yeah, thanks for that, Marcus. I remember Scott from back in the 2005, 2006 days when I first moved to Squamish. And uh, boy, things have changed, haven't they? Yeah, they certainly have. They certainly have. It seems, uh, I think that they're going to be changing even more too. That's uh, something that we'll, when we see all of these buildings all around Squamish, it's going to be really incredible, the density that's going to be downtown in, uh, in not a very long period of time. And I guess, uh, this is open to anyone, uh, change for good or change for bad? Depends where you're coming from. Uh, depends where you're coming from. I think if you're priced out of uh, Squamish, then you're probably going to have a pretty negative attitude towards it. But uh, if you've just moved here from from uh, from Vancouver and you're really enjoying the everything that Squamish has to offer, you probably think it's fantastic. So it's all perspective. Yeah, I agree. I feel like the town is quite polarized at the moment. Um, you know, I see a lot of people moving to town who are quite ecstatic about the lifestyle that Squamish offers. Uh, but I still do have connections with older Squamish, and yeah, there are people that are pissed off and a bit disgruntled about the direction of the town. Uh, me personally, you know, I'm, I have a young family, um, and, and I love kind of the revitalization and where the, the direction of the town is going. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of different opinions, and it definitely depends on kind of who you are as to what you think of Squamish right now. Just personally, I know Marcus wants to jump in here, but just personally, I remember as I said, going back, you know, 10, 12 years, downtown, you know, and I knew a lot of the merchants down here were just crying. They were just desperate because we kept hearing that it was going to be a downtown first policy from council and they never, and then of course, then they build a Walmart and then they build a Home Depot and all the rest of it. And they're like, okay, where's the downtown first? Now it's happening. And now you see people living down here and you see people walking on the sidewalks, going to stores. You see a lot of new stores opening up. So I have to ask, I mean, I understand some people don't like change, but what exactly is bad about that? Shouldn't we be happy about that? I think the number thing, the number one thing that people aren't happy about is price. It's uh, if they're renting or if they've had trouble getting into the market, then that's going to be the real issue that people have. 
Uh, the trade-off is that we have a way more vibrant downtown. We have businesses that are, that are quite successful now, where they wouldn't have been 10 years ago. Um, so, it, it, like I said earlier, it's a matter of perspective. And if you're if you're in a position where you're trying to get ahead and you, and you weren't able to, then you, you've probably got some right to be pissed off. But if you managed to get housing earlier, back 10, 15 years ago, or you, uh, you managed to get your foot on the ladder uh, in terms of property ownership, then... You're, you're probably pretty happy with the changes. Yeah, and I think a lot of people also, you know, a lot of the ones that are possibly having problems with the changes, they like the, they moved to Squamish and they lived here because of the really small town community feel, which I believe it still has. But, you know, if you like a small town and you like that kind of peace and quiet, well, that's not really Squamish anymore. And now you do have to maybe wait a few red lights to get onto the highway. And there are parking issues, which I don't, you know, it's harder to find parking than it was before, but compared to a lot of places, I think we have it pretty good still. But, um, you know, it's just different. If you like a very small town, then Squamish maybe isn't that kind of feel anymore. And that's the thing, too, like with Squamish is like when I first moved here in 98, it was still, uh, I think that's when the identity crisis started because the mill just shut down and then uh, I wasn't quite sure what was happening. And I moved here because I had work in Whistler and in Vancouver. And for me, it never made sense why Squamish was as small as it was because you have a, you have a tourist hub up there and you got the city down there. The commute, yeah, then was a bit of a uh, danger, but um, I just never, I was just surprised that it didn't blow up. So now since it's blowing up, it's like, it was totally expected. But of course, anytime there's change, there'll people who will be resistant to change. So the people are coming up now, like what kind of demographic are we looking at now with the people moving into Squamish? I think Megan and I probably work with a lot of the very similar type of demographic. We're, I'm working with so many young uh, families, first time home buyers, people who are maybe priced out of Vancouver, they recreate here. Um, so they figure, well, we already recreate here. We can't afford Vancouver. This seems like a really great option for us. Um, we're also dealing with people who, there may be knowledge workers or something like that where they only have to be in the office one or two days a week. And so this is the perfect location for them because they can go out for a bike ride in the morning, come back, do their eight hours worth of work, go to a friend's barbecue, and still have a great day and, and still have done the, the work that they, they should have done without uh, without any of that commute. Yeah, I agree with Scotty. Um, I mean, of the buyers I see, I'd say 90% of them are coming from the lower mainland. Um, demographically speaking, you know, they are, um, their families, they're in their 30s, 40s, they are professionals. Um, and yeah, they're moving here because they want that lifestyle. They want to be able to hit the trails after work. A lot of them are kind of digital remote workers, so they can work from home. They're getting flexibility from their, their corporate jobs in the city or they're entrepreneurial. So yeah, it's a really, um, in my opinion, a really fun mix of, of professional people and families that are coming to town that they just want a lifestyle change. They don't want to deal with city traffic and crazy prices. I agree. That's uh, that's who, that's who we're seeing. It's it's you'd be really surprised. It's a lot of young people. It really is. I mean, we're we're obviously there's outliers. I mean, I just uh, worked with some buyers just recently that were uh, that moved out here out here from Ontario, both in their seventies. The guy skis a hundred days a year. So, but actually, Squamish. This isn't new because Squamish actually has always skewed a little bit younger than the national. For sure. Yeah. And I suppose that is because of the recreation. Unless you're a seventy-year-old, like you say, that skis well, it's, it's, it's recreation for him. I mean, like yeah. the, the, they they love it. They're the, he skis and she she uh, likes going on hikes. 
So what a great place to live. Uh, another question I have for the two of you is one of the knocks that has always been against Squamish, and this is actually not exclusive to Squamish because Vancouver is notorious for this as well, but getting to know people. And I remember uh, going back, oh, four or five years ago when, when we were starting to get an influx of people people would say it's really hard to, you know, to meet people in Squamish. You kind of live, you know, it's a nice place to live, but you're living in isolation. What can people do to get past that? Volunteer, man. Like seriously, like volunteer. Get out, you, you volunteer at a bike race or you go out and you volunteer one, in one of any kind of organization out there, you're going to meet people almost right away. Volunteer. It's, it's, you're, you're going to meet people. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good option. Um, I mean, people with families, I think that, the community of moms in this town is very strong. You only have to go onto Facebook and see the Squamish Moms group to, to see all these moms <laughs> connected with one another. Yeah, it's like the Squamish Moms Mafia almost. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't pay too much attention to it. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, if you've got a family, I think there's a lot of ways to connect. Um, if you're into the outdoors, like when we moved here, um, my husband got into mountain biking, and he's met so many people through Sorka, you know, so all of these kind of outdoor um, groups are a great way to meet people. Um, I did start the New Squamish Locals Facebook group. So that's just, you know, social media is just such an awesome way to connect people. And Squamish is a Facebook town. So, um, yeah, online, sports, recreation, all great ways. When you say Squamish is a Facebook town, you mean there's so many groups? So about many groups, yeah. Okay. Yeah. A lot of groups, a lot of opinions. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. again, that's nothing new. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. funny because you, ha you can have a conversation on the street with a guy for an hour and it's uh, pretty innocuous. And then you, you go back and you look at the Facebook and you're like, wow, this is, uh, I didn't know you felt that way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Squamish Speaks is, 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 wow. You know, Stay away from Yeah. Me. Well, you know, Squamish Speaks is good for one thing. We have good podcast ideas that come from Squamish <laughs> Speaks. So, so, the, so when the transformation happened, so we had the transformation, we would say when the, the highway was expanded and then the, I think, I, my, I always thought the tipping point was when the gondola opened up. So it was around 2008, 15. right? Or, or 2015, I think. The gondola, gondola was 2015, yeah. but the widening was started around 2008. Yeah, I think that might have been the start of it. I think, you know, uh, with all due credit to the gondola, because they've, they really do a, fan, they're a fantastic operation, but I think things were already happening here, and, and, and the people at the gondola saw that, and the, they capitalized on it. And I, I think with or without the gondola, we'd be in a very similar position. To, to the position that we're in now, like I said, with all, with all due respect to them, I think that's a great operation. But uh, it was happening here anyway, and it was happening here because of affordability in Vancouver. That was that's it is still the driver. Is is you can't get a place on the North Shore for the price that you that you could afford. The next most logical. Uh, choice is Squamish for a lot of these people. Then these people get here and they either fall in love with it or don't. We have some that don't. But uh, for the most part, people people come here and they fall in love with it and they become local contributors. Well, at some point, though, you, you have to admit that it's, Squamish is not necessarily um, a place to go to because you can afford a home anymore. I mean, the, some of the values of these homes are, are growing at I think a faster rate than some areas in Vancouver. Sure. I mean, um, my, my home in the Highlands, luckily for me, I bought in 99. Uh, like the value of my home is, is absolutely actually crazy. So, I mean, you, so the people in town now, the ones who are moving in, then we would agree families who are a little bit more affluent. You were talking about professionals and, and, and so forth. So when you're looking at a growth of Squamish and we're looking at density, how do we maintain this identity then? Because, I mean, we've talked to 
uh, the district, and we've talked to uh, some developers about what the plan is of a growth and so forth. And I keep harping back on this, much to uh, Alan's chagrin. Alan is more of a numbers guy about development and what's the beneficial of things. And I'm like, Squamish has an identity. Like, how do we maintain this identity when it comes to growth? Like, what what should we ensure? I don't know. And see, that's that. I guess that's where I struggle. I don't. What is the identity? Like, is the identity from the identity that we saw when we worked at the OP? Because no. that was actually kind of Different. most. It, yeah. <laughs> Like it wasn't that wasn't really the the identity that we really wanted. I think that was a rough part of town, and, yeah. and that those were some hard days. Yeah, like I think we're better off now. Not everyone's going to agree with me. I mean, there were some good times, I guess, but for the most part, I think that we're we're way better off now than than we were uh, we were in in '08. Yeah, for sure. And in my opinion, I think the identity is kind of a shared um, passion or love for the outdoors. I mean. Pretty much every buyer that I get, even you know, young, old, they're all here because of the accessibility to the mountains. So I think the community or like the common unity that everybody shares here is is a passion for the outdoors, whether that be rock climbing, mountain biking, hiking, whatever. But I, I believe that's our identity moving forward. I mean, we've always been the recreation capital of Canada, haven't we? Well, that's now we're hardwired for adventure. Oh, are we? Yeah, why do, why do I have to keep changing the motto? Quite, just pick one and stick with exactly. it. Like It'll always be the outdoor recreation capital of Canada I, I to me. That's what I think. That's what I think. Uh, I agree with Scotty. Uh, I'm not just, um, you know, I'm not just the numbers guy. I'm not just yay, yay, pro development for the sake of pro development. I don't want to see urban sprawl. I think what they're doing downtown and the original, or not the original, but the older urban planner, Cameron Chalmers, I liked his vision for downtown, which was high density people walking around downtown, people enjoying the oceanfront. I mean, what's wrong with that identity? I understand that if you've been here for, for your whole life, change is hard to accept. Uh, I've seen that. You know, I grew up on the North Shore, and my God, the North Shore has changed you know, dramatically as well. But it's not like we have LA-style urban sprawl. We have a beautiful little community developing here. I, I, Marcus, I don't know. I mean, I guess I got to bring it back to you. Who's the one keep bringing it up? What What do you see wrong with that identity? Well, I mean, it's one of those things where people they're moving here. I mean, they're moving here for the outdoor recreational part, right? They, that's the outdoorsy. But if you get too condensed and you only have the one parking lot, I mean, and you have all your biking gear and all your windsurfing gear, and then prices get to a certain level, you know what I mean? Like, if you have too much density, you're no longer so bike in, bike out anymore. So it's like, do you want to grow and grow in relation to having this this mentality of outdoorsy or do you just want to build? And we've got some mixed responses. Even when we talk to certain counselors, we get, let's just build as much as we can build, you know? And it's like, well, then what about this and this and this? And then we're looking at property taxes and stuff and so forth and so forth. So it's just a question of like, we need to, I think, uh, for when we're looking at development, we're looking at is what, what are we in Squamish? We're outdoor recreation? Okay, so let's develop that and make that an identity revolving around the people who are here, right? Because the demographic has changed so much in the last 10 years. I mean, you've, you've, on your Facebook site, you see all these new people coming in, all these new professionals, and you've been dealing with, uh, Scotty, with lots of different people coming in town, and they must have all the same sort of mentality. Now, the question is, are we at the point where we all have, are on the same wavelength or not? I think we are. I mean, go out, go out to, uh, to to any event. Go out to a Sorka event, or if you're going and you're volunteering at some other event, or if you come to the to the beer festival. There, putting in my plug there for uh, for <laughs> nothing in, wrong in, with in, beer in a couple of weeks. You you know, walk around and look 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 who's around you. Right, there are people like you. I think we're developing some pretty awesome beers. Like when you look around, I think that the people who are moving here are 
people who we want to hang out with. I like hanging out with new people. There's a lot of great new people in town. I mean, there's a lot of awesome people that have lived here their whole lives, too. But I think that uh, the changes, they're not people that are coming in and, and, and ruining our way of life. They're very, very similar people. And like Megan said, they share our passion for the outdoors and, and doing fun stuff in nature. Actually, on the way, on the way uh, down here, just I drove past Terrell Patterson. <laughs> and I mean, you know, talk about a Squamish original, and he's still out we need there. To get him on this podcast. Well, come yeah, on. we do. <laughs> nah, he, I <laughs> interviewed him up. once. I think he'd come out again. Bring but, cookies. Bring cookies. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Always bring free food. But you know, as I was going to say, I mean, yeah, we've got a lot of change. But there's Tara. He's still out peddling around with his funny hat, collecting bottles. I mean, he's a property owner too. Isn't he? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. A lot of people don't realize he's actually a pretty wealthy man. <laughs> you know, if he can deal with it. I think anybody can deal with it. And then you have, you have like, you know, we're speaking of online Squamish speaks, right? And then you have the townies versus uh, the, uh, what are the cityots, right? Mm -hmm. So there's still some conflict there. And did you see one side winning over the other or just the cityots are just sort of pushing everybody Man, out? I, you know, my, my patience for, for that, for that uh, name calling stuff is super low. Oh, like I just, I have, yeah. I have no, no patience for it. And, for, and if I read that in a comment, I pretty much tune out. Like, yeah, and I don't you, think the so-called idiots are really fighting this battle. No, I don't no. think they really care about this. <laughs> yeah. they're just living their life, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, well, have fun. I'm going to get on my bike. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. for sure, we're moving in, in a direction where uh, we where we're going, and I guess everyone is sort of in this room anyway, sort of happy with that, right? There's nothing of old Squamish we sort of want to retain, apart from maybe that small town feel somehow. I don't know. I mean, it'd be great to be able to go to Brome Lake on a weekend in the summer and get a parking spot. But, uh, I mean, I don't really miss very much of Old Squamish at all. I'm very happy. I would not have moved back to this town if it was Old Squamish, that's for sure. There were no opportunities for someone like myself. Um, it just kind of had that small town mentality that uh, is why I left when I was 18. But, um, yeah, I... I'm very happy here now. Yeah, I remember that town, man. I, I was I was here, and it was it was. I mean, I tried operating a business down here for the for the longest time, and you know, I managed to keep it above afloat for for a few years. But there were some rough years in there, man. Like there was, uh, I said to you on the phone, like you could have fired a cannon down Cleveland at uh, 6 p.m. and you wouldn't have hit a soul. Like it, uh, it's six o'clock on a on any given night. It was dead down here. The only people that were here were. Guys in hoodies on their BMXs, probably looking for yeah. some place to rob. I remember that. You'd <laughs> yep. see them. You'd see them rolling around. As soon as dusk hit, you'd see them rolling around downtown. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. No, it was. You know, we we can be nostalgic for certain parts of our of our little town that we may be missing. I get that, but all in all, I think the trade has been pretty good. That's just my opinion. There's no secret that Squamish, in its uh, you know going back about. 15 years had a had a serious drug problem do we know any of the numbers about i mean looking at downtown clearly a lot of that has changed oh, man, dramatically I mean, like from from a real a real like as realtors megan Meg and i have both been here when downtown 10 years ago if you said oh yeah i'm gonna buy a house downtown people are like why why do you want to live downtown squamish that's not a good place to live now it's it, for a lot of people. It's actually the most desirable place mm -hmm. to live. They're like, yeah, I want to. I want to be downtown. I want to walk out and I want to grab a coffee, right? And then uh, and then I want to go from from there and get myself uh, some groceries and everything I need, and I don't have to get in my car. I want to be downtown. And I mean, if you would have 
we would if you would somebody would have said that ten years ago, we, we would have thought they were crazy. Yeah, true. What about the oceanfront? Are you frustrated that the oceanfront hasn't been opened up more? Yeah, that's not really in my control, so I, I, I'm not really frustrated by it. I think that we've had some pretty good developments around here that uh, that aren't the oceanfront. Yeah. You know, if it comes, great. But uh, I'm not uh, I'm not holding my breath. Yeah, I mean, waterfront landing, that's going ahead. That's going to be, you know, our first real oceanfront community, even though it's on the channel. But I think it's happening. I think it's coming. It's just a matter of time. So what do you think we need to do to maintain this identity, to maintain this growth in, in a proper way so that everyone can, you know, come together, this sort of thing? Because I mean, we have the OCP going on. Uh, the Brennan Park stuff has been uh, in de deliberation now. Uh, what should we do with that? Obviously, we need to have recreational complex if we're a very outdoor recreational town. So what, what do you think, what's the priority then to maintain this identity as Squamish grows? Well, I think participate. Like, I think if you're, you know, getting on Facebook and complaining about cityites is not going to do anything, right? There's, there's OCP, there's, there's been OCP meetings, you know, they're boring as hell, but come on out, right? And, and uh, give your, uh, give your two, put in your two bits, right? It's, uh, that's what people need to do. If they want to see change, they've got to participate at the boring council planning sessions and have their say right there. I think we have some amazing planners in this town that are doing a really good job. They're overworked, but I think that they're, they've got a pretty good idea of where things should be going. It's, a, it's just a matter of if you want to participate, then you've got to come and, and get, your, get, your, um, get your words out to the right people. Complaining on Facebook is not going to change anything. Yeah, and get out there and enjoy what this town has to offer. And if it no longer resonates with, with you and your life, then maybe that's the time to... For leave, sure, you know, yeah. Like Campbell River is a great town, right? Happy. Like that's where well, a lot of people that's are where moving. Lot of people yeah. moving, right? I yeah, had someone I who bought a townhouse in the Eagle Wind, and they sold their townhouse and were able to buy a six-bedroom thing on the water. You know, so for sure, yeah. It's it's Powell uh, River, Powell Riviera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some great towns, man. Yeah. I mean, like it's if that's what if that's what you're, you know, if you miss something about Squamish, there's something about Squamish that you just don't like anymore. Maybe it, maybe it is time to move on. I like it. You like it, yeah. But hey, well, it's not for everybody, again, there's right? There's a certain level of affluence among you know among certain people who who do like it, and then there's those who like they're becoming priced out. So it's one of those things where, do we develop in such a way that we have uh, housing for these people who want to stay here, or originals, or but do how? We just, like, I mean, what's well? That's what I'm saying is that this is something we should be considering because I mean, like old school squamish that I know there might not be as outdoorsy as say the, the new affluent people coming in, but they're still part of squamish. So for sure. Is this, is, is, I mean, there should be some consideration there, correct? I'd love to, I'd love to hear the solution. I, I certainly yeah. don't have it. That's, uh, I'd love to hear the solution, how we could do that. I mean, I'd be all for it, but I'd, I wouldn't want to do it at the, uh, at the expense of other people. Like, what do you say? Well, if you've been in Squamish for 20 years, we're going to give you some kind of uh, subsidized housing. We all know that subsidized housing is subsidized by somebody. The money isn't free. It comes from somebody. So it means that it's the next, and it's usually the next person up on the ladder. It's usually not the top that's subsidizing the bottom. It's the next level up on the ladder that's subsidizing the, 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 uh, the, the layer, the rung below. So, you know, you've got to do a lot of heavy thinking if you're looking at subsidized housing. I, I think that it's for our most vulnerable people, it's extremely important that we have it. But anything above that, you're basically saying that the money is coming from someone else. And I'd love to hear that solution, but I certainly don't have one. So are you kind of just talking about something like the Whistler Housing Authority being so here? There, yeah. 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 I mean, I don't, I don't actually know logistically how it would work. But um, if something like that was available, I think it would certainly help with some problems we're having in town, such as staff shortages for local businesses, it would keep a lot of people here. So 
Um, I think it that, would be a that's good been thing. a mixed bag of success. I'd say the Whistler Housing Authority has been very good for middle management types, you know, who have families and you know have a decent income, but we're getting priced out of the market, and that allows them to stay. But that's a very it's you basically you're you're creating a very big bureaucracy for kind of a small niche group of people. Yeah, I I, I, I don't have a strong opinion on it. I've seen it help people, and I've seen it be uh, I've seen it be a bit of a waste. I've seen people come out of the Whistler Housing Authority. Uh, homes that they've been in for a long time to buy homes in Squamish that were market housing because they they didn't want to be trapped, so to speak. So it's um, I guess it's all what you're what you're looking for, right? Well, there is a I think I think it's 100% rentals being built just behind us here. Sure, isn't there? that's right. Yeah, I mean that's what's going to help with the the housing uh, crisis is yeah, well, building that's, more that's, rentals, and that's that's market housing right there, purposely built for rentals, but that's uh, market housing. That's being built, so that's the market that's bringing that. Right, the, mar- I, the market saw that that there was a need for for rental properties and that they could actually make it work, and it's bringing it to uh, to the market. If enough of those come in, perhaps we'll see some downward pressure in in rental pricing. But uh, there's got to be a lot of supply because there's still a ton of demand. Yeah, and I think that's part of it is that let's let's build more supply. I mean, let's not try and interfere with the market. Let's the market address the problem. And I mean, they are. I, I don't remember off the top of my head how many housing units are going downtown over the next five years, but the supply is coming. Um, I know they're trying to concentrate a lot of it in the downtown core, um, but it's the supply is coming. It's just not quite here yet. Yeah, the market will always build housing that people want. Right. This the, the 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 developers are pretty savvy. They know what the people want, and they're going to build it. They're going to build what people want. I mean, if people say, "Well, we want one bedroom condos for two hundred thousand dollars," well, those those are those are long gone. So it's uh, they're just not there's just no way they can't build it with all the, the the development costs. It's just not possible. So there's no we can't make magic happen if you want a two hundred thousand dollar condo. I want them too, but uh, <laughs> the market's the market. Yeah. It's a trade off then, right? For for living in a place like Squamish. When I moved back here, it's with my two kids. I I was expecting a little bit more of old Squamish than a new Squamish. And I guess with the new people moving in, it, it does make a fair trade off. It's just at one point you got to consider like this this luxury or not this luxury, but this identity that we have of people moving in. Um, hopefully, it doesn't become out of touch even for for the folks that are like the middle class right because if the prices are going up the demand is still there i mean we want family oriented young families sure. here right so yeah. i would that so bringing it back to what is the identity of squamish i guess we're talking about young families who are outdoor uh, professionals and uh if, if you want to try you got to sort of fit into that mold i guess to, to come up here I hope not. I mean, uh, I don't want to be the one who says what the identity is, right? I mean, I have an idea, but I, I certainly don't want to push my idea on other people. I mean, if, if you have a different uh, idea of what the identity of Squamish is, go for it, man. I mean, make the most out of it and uh, and, and enjoy living here. It's a pretty great spot. I, I don't want to push my idea of what the ideal Squamish is on uh, on other people. I don't think that that's my place or anyone's for that matter. I, I don't know why we have to be so obsessed with with uh, finding out what the ideal Squamish is. I, I, you know, it's my idea is different than yours and it's different than Megan's and I, I just can't see why we have to find this ideal Squamish. Mm-hmm. That, uh, that in, in the end, it's gonna be the people who are loud and participate at, at, at council that are gonna get their way and that's, maybe that's not the best thing. Yeah, and I mean, the demographics aren't necessarily the identity either. 
Um, you know, you could have a young family that is here for a certain reason, and you can have, like Scotty said, his, his couple in the 70s that are here for, for the skiing. Um, I think naturally, yes, it is the outdoors that draw people here, but everybody is having their own life experience and likes it for a different reason, so it's hard to kind of just have one broad brush stroke to define what the town is. I think it is something, means something for everybody. So you, know, you bring up local government, the district. So do you think the district, the way they're proposing their plans, are sort of fitting the needs of what we need here? Is that you're kind of happy with the... I think they're doing the best they can. These are people who are really invested in making something great out of our community. Uh, I think that they're working as hard as they can. I think that there's a lot going on, and it's a very difficult job. I certainly wouldn't want to do it. Um, I don't. I don't think that they're making mistakes. I think that they're. They maybe need to be a little. I'm not bit saying of, mistakes, but like oversights. Oversights. I'd like to see. I'd like to see them be a little smarter with uh, some spending, I suppose. But that's really just my opinion. Yeah, it's kind of unprecedented times as well. I mean. Um, you know, with all the growth that's happening, I think they're doing their best to kind of moderate it and and respond to it. Um, you know, maybe some better planning in the future could be could be done. But at the end of the day, I know that they're passionate and they're doing their best. And it is just, you know, it's they haven't seen anything like this before. So I think that uh, we'll get there. Getting it back uh, a little bit more towards the lifestyle questions, we used to have an oceanfront festival. Uh, we used to have a music festival. Are there any festivals that you particularly like or is there anything that you would like to see restarted or just something start from scratch that, that's never been tried? Well, I, I like the idea of this new festival that uh, that's coming out next year and it's got some pretty smart people behind it. So I think uh, that's going to be a real success. Uh, I'd be, I'd be uh, really surprised if that doesn't turn out to be something pretty awesome. Um, we have the Squamish Beer Festival, once again, put in the plug, <laughs> July 7th. Um, but that's a well, fun what festival. What was that date again, Scott? Yeah. <laughs> um, that's, you know, like last year we sold out. We, uh, we, we, we had 1,800 people was, uh, was what we were licensed for, and we sold out. We actually had to turn people away. Uh, we're expecting over 2,000 people this year. So it's uh, that's a fun festival, and it get, it does it brings people out. I mean, a little bit of beer doesn't hurt either. But then you have the old school lager sports, right? Mm-hmm. That's a fun. That's, that's a, a I go I go every year, too. man. I th- I still think that's a great event. You don't, like, you don't see the numbers dwindling at all, or it's like the, I think it's got a resurgence, especially yeah. after Squamish Live kind of dropped off the map. I think now that's the big summer festival again, which is kind yeah. of fun. I think the new people really actually appreciate it more than original people. Like uh-huh. I've I, I've talked to some old school like logger type guys that I know from the old OB days. They're like, I don't go to logger sports. You crazy? That's I've seen it once. That's enough. Like they have some kind of like negative attitude towards it. Whereas new people are like, that is the greatest event. I think it's awesome. Man, those guys are athletes. Yeah. Like just all kinds of positive uh, words that, that 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 they use. And then what I like about it personally is I like that you can. There's very few events where the beer garden is like the best, <laughs> the, the best seating. Like, isn't it kind of like, isn't it great about logger sports? Is, like, this, you, is, this is becoming self-serving. Yeah, <laughs> I have nothing to do with that beer garden. I just want to say, but uh, um, I, I just think it's great that you can go there and you can watch this awesome event and you can have a couple beers and not be like penned in the back corner where you can't see anything. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I go every year. I think it's a super, uh, a super event. It's really, really well executed, and um, and what a ton of fun! I love bringing, I love bringing out of towners to see that. Yeah, I think it's yeah getting better and better. Like with their branding, with their promotion of it, with the attendance. I think it's you know as a family, I brought my son there. He loved it. I 
I think they're doing a great job. Always room for more festivals, maybe like a foodie festival. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Yeah, but I beer will do. What's that? <laughs> beer will do for now. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be beer. We'll have, we'll have food trucks. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's yeah, I'd like to see. Uh, I'd like to see a couple more festivals. They're always great. I'd like what I'd like to see personally is something like you look at these great races that we have, like the Squamish Fifty and the Spackless and a few other awesome races that that are still in town. I'd love to see something kind of piggyback on that. I think would be kind of cool. Door festival or something. Yeah, or like something where it's like you do the race and then afterwards there is this little bit of a festival component to it. I don't know if that's something that uh, is possible or just people are too tired after. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's a good point, though. Uh, and it might be that people are too tired, but it would depend on the event. But you're right. It seems because, I mean, there is, even though we lost the test of metal, there is still, uh, I know from talking with these guys, I mean, there's still huge interest. People come from all over, all over the world for these events. And you're right, if we could have some, and if it's sort of done in isolation, it'd be nice if we could celebrate it more as a community. Yeah, totally. I mean, I know these events take place, but if you're not participating in them, there's not so much engagement with the rest of the public. So yeah. even just to get volunteer numbers up and just to create a bit more of a buzz around them. Would be- For sure. And then like, like I said, I mean, if you're new to town, we just, we talked about this before, that's a great thing to do. You go volunteer at one of those events, you're probably going to get paired up with some other guy who's new to town and... uh yeah, just get out there and have some have some fun volunteering and and uh, meet some new people. And they do need volunteers. They yeah. always they will never say no to anyone that wants to volunteer. That is for sure. Yeah, yeah. that's and right. they have good volunteer parties. Yeah, generally. Well, it's, yeah, it's for fun. all of these events, they're always something fun. <laughs> I've, right? I've never heard anyone say that it was a bad volunteer party. Usually, it might be a couple of days of hard work, but then they you celebrate, you have fun, and like you say, you get meet a T-shirt, a lot of, and you get a T-shirt. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> We came in here talking about wanting to talk about the, the identity of scoring. I think we sort of nailed down what, where we're going, and you know, it's 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 just I think we're we're at a feeling that let's let it evolve to what it is and just uh, get more of a stronger sense of community. That's what I'm sensing from this conversation that we're having about the identity of scoring. So yes, we're outdoor. Yes, we're young family, but now it's time to actually build that that the camaraderie or that uh, with your neighbor sort of attitude um, and ignore what's happening on the social media. Yeah, or tune it out. Tune it out, right? Yeah, I mean, just don't I, engage. Don't participate. <laughs> don't make that your life. <laughs> yeah. Well, Squamish Moms has helped me great for my business. So I, yeah, I don't, well, I I don't mind Squamish Moms. Mom, that's, so. that's awesome. But, you know, Scotty, you've been part of everything in town. I, I guess uh, you're happy with, with district. You're not going to be running for counselor? I'm um, certainly not. <laughs> I, uh, like, I, uh, I have a whole heap of respect for people that do. I really, really do. But I cannot imagine uh, uh, ever doing that myself. I... Uh, I uh, no, I could never even imagine doing it. It's uh, not a role that's for me. I can say that emphatically. But uh, I wish I, don't know uh, why I, I heard I, your name pop up at some point that someone was like, you know, maybe Scotty's going to run. No, I can I can tell you right here, right now on this podcast. <laughs> I believe <laughs> it's official. That's right. It's I will not be running for uh, for any uh, elected position ever. Megan, anything else you'd like to add to, to this Squamish identity? Like with your Facebook site, give yourself a plug. Yeah, uh, well, my Facebook site is moved to Squamish, uh, probably more relevant to people living in Squamish right now that are new to the community. I've got a Facebook group called the New Squamish Locals, and we do have events around town. We were at the joinery uh, a few weeks ago, and it's just an opportunity to get out and connect with other new locals and learn about volunteer opportunities and learn about where the best trails are and just, yeah, get to know the community and other people. And Scott, you've been plugging yourself the entire time. I might as well give you like a free shot at it. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> at local realtor, right? Just just like Megan here. Um, but that's that's all I do now. I, as as you know, and I have never, haven't said it on the podcast. I no longer own Scotty's Liquor Store. It's now the El Dorado Liquor Store. 
Uh, same with Hotel Squamish. It's still running strong. I'm really happy with the new people who bought it. It looks like they're maintaining and even improving the property. So happy for that. But that's all I do. I have, I'm have. i a real estate agent. I own Squamish.com. I'll probably do something fun with that in uh, in the future. That. Yeah, You're not, You and I need to talk about that. Yeah. About that. What we can do with that. Cool. I think we can do something for sure. But, you know, when you first moved into Squamish, like when you bought the OP, I was, I was DJing there oh, way, way back when. And when you bought it, it was just one of those things like, ooh. I don't know why, but you know, the fact that you're able to turn it around the way you did, and then I'm sure you, you, you made your money back when you sold it. Yeah, I, there were some rough years for sure, but uh, I, had a, I had a vision. It was a strange one, but I had one. You're yeah. going to miss the peelers, though. Yeah. <laughs> no. I don't. No. That's yeah, for sure. I, a, I, don't. I, don't. <laughs> I have a, I had a few people, I have a few people stop me in the street, maybe about once a year now, but that's, uh, but that's about it. There's, uh, there's not much to miss there. No, but yeah, you, so you, you've done very well and, uh, you know, thank you for joining me on the podcast. Today. Yeah, it's thank my you, pleasure. Megan. Thank you. This is the Sea to Sky podcast. If you have a comment or story ideas, please check out our website at seataskypodcast.com or on Facebook and Twitter at Sea to Sky podcast. Thank you for clicking us on 